Hi and welcome to Friends of Brother Adam. My name is Dennis and I'll be your host for this evening. We're going to be taking a deep dive this evening on a plant. It is one of the plants that is the most prolific and uh, yummy tasting honey. It is one of the plants in Alberta that um, gives us the, the best honey that doesn't crystallize. Um, like uh, like certain ones do right away <laughs> so uh, you can your bees can uh, grab onto this um, plant take the nectar take it back to the hive cure it have it stored in the top of the hive for a good long time and then when you finally get around to it you can harvest this and it is the whitest honey um, and when it is liquid it is just the amberous color the brightest amber color so which plant am I talking about alfalfa <laughs> let's jump in um, I'm getting this from a beekeeping book called the ABC and XYZ of beekeeping uh, it is a book that is actually on microfish and uh, was downloaded and put onto uh, an ebook so that I can read it to you guys. So be kind of uh, nostalgic about this. This is stuff that, you know, we probably wouldn't have had access to had we not been going back in some of the archives. Alpha Alpha called. Medicago Stavia L period. Alfalfa belongs to the pulse family or the leguminosae, which includes more than 5,000 species. The culture of the plant has become established in every state in the Union and every province in Canada. Its claim to the attention of beekeepers lies in the extreme importance as a honey plant in the West and to an increasing extent in the east to discuss alfalfa from the standpoint of a beekeeper nature of alfalfa honey shall first be considered followed by alfalfa as bee pasturage this family leguminosae is of wide geographical distribution occurring in both temperate and warm climates Probably no family is greater importance to the beekeeper than this one, unless it is compositae, dandelion, goldenrods, aster, etc. The term legume is a popular name applied to members of leguminosae. Alfalfa is a honey plant. Alfalfa is a major crop grown nearly 27 million acres in the United States. 60% of the alfalfa produced in the United States is grown in 12 north central states, New York, or central states and New York. Alfalfa can produce more protein per acre than any of the 25 crops commonly grown for forage and grain. Unfortunately for the beekeeper who depends upon alfalfa for his honey crop, growers are cutting the legume before it comes into full flower, which means three cuttings and even four where the growing season is long. Earlier and more frequent cutting accounts for 40% of greater protein yield, so the practice is not likely to be changed. 
and taking a pause from the text. So that means that you will just get your bees situated and they will be finding the flowers, finding what time to go out to the flowers for the nectar and just getting used to where it is and having done all the dances and everything and and gotten out five or six, seven different uh, mornings and that farmer, pesky as he is, will come by and chop it all down and bale it up and uh, you'll have to either uh, move your hives or hope that they can find something close by and being as we are in factory farming uh, literally you can have 50 60 acres of this stuff and a farmer with his uh, buddies can go out there and chop it all down in one to two days and yeah <laughs> you as a beekeepers out of luck so it's it's a uh, it's a love-hate relationship sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally, adverse weather effects um, affects harvesting and gives the honeybees an opportunity to gather nectar while cutting is delayed. Alfalfa is seriously threatened by the alfalfa weevil and spraying to control this pest is difficult and expensive for the grower and often destructive to the bees. Disease and insect resistant varieties are available but selection of varieties by the grower must take into consideration yield potential and adaptation to local growing conditions. Also, um, going away from the text, also the other thing is, is that um, they the seeds are sometimes coated by a pesticide or a, a herbicide that kills everything except the, for them um, and it's also sometimes coated with a pesticide so this is taken up into the plant and uh, is um, fed to the bees and nectar so this is this is something to, to consider and, and take for serious right um, and uh, nectar secretion may vary with different varieties. Much alfalfa is grown on irrigated land in the western states, often providing a steady high yield of nectar alfalfa or nectar. Alfalfa is leading, a leading honey plant in California, Vansell. Alfalfa will tolerate dry weather and will yield nectar under drought conditions when other sources fail. Why? Going away from the text. Well, alfalfa has a huge, big, long root system and it goes way down into the water table and is able to bring up water where other plants can't. Pollination. In circular 125 of the Utah State Agricultural College, we find that the following information about the pollination of alfalfa. Alfalfa, under most conditions, is an attractive source of nectar and suffers little from competition with other plants for visits from nectar collectors. It is not an attractive source of pollen, however. Pollen collectors are more apt to neglect it in favor of better sources. Consequently, in alfalfa fields, nectar collectors nearly always outnumber pollen collectors in some areas more than 100 to 1. 
Hmm. When collecting pollen from alfalfa, honeybees trip the majority of the flowers when they visit and compare favorably in efficiency with many wild bees. Nectar collectors, on the other hand, usually are able to procure nectar without tripping the flowers. This is the this they do by inserting their tongues at the side of the flower between the overlapping parts of the standard and wing petals. However, there is some evidence that bees making their first visits to alfalfa for nectar enter the flowers directly and trip them, often getting their face and tongue pinched by the sexual column of the flower in the process. <laughs> The male and female parts of the alfalfa plant, although enclosed in a stealth keel and in intimate contact, are non-functional until released. This process of releasing the sexual parts from the keel is known as tripping and is essential for the pod development. About 1% of non-tripped flowers form pods, compared to 50% or more of the tripped flowers under the field conditions. When tripping does not occur, the flowers usually drop, but when tripped, the pollination and fertilization occurs. While the wind, rain, and heat, and humidity can bring about tripping, they play a minor role, with few exceptions. Wild bees visit alpha for pollen as well, as for nectar. In general, bees are more uh, than three-eighths inch long and are more efficient trippers than small species and bees less than one-fourth of an inch long do not trip at all. So, um, even though bees are are slightly injured by these plants um it is something that is almost required in order to uh have the plants start putting out um uh pods and and uh filling out their seeds most alfalfa honey has a pleasing slightly minty taste the best alfalfa honey Thick, rich, and delicious has provided a favorite with the public where honey can be eaten before granulation commences. Although difficult to handle on that account, dealers hesitate to discard so well-favored fa an article. In some, It sometimes runs 12 pounds or slightly over to the gallon in the arid states of the West while other honeys seldom reach 12 pounds. A marked characteristic of alfalfa honey is its tendency to granulate, especially that from certain localities. An examination, in examination, a given lot of alfalfa honey is impossible to say when granulation will likely set in. If kept in a warm room, some alfalfa honey will continue liquid for an entire season, but other hand it but on the other hand, it may be solid in a very few weeks. When granulated, it is fine and creamy, hence it is often retailed in the solid form in tin and glass. 
in texts conducted by or tests conducted by the Bureau of Chemistry, Washington DC, alfalfa samples shown to be purer than the others, that it is freer from other honeys granulated solid. The statement has been made that pure alfalfa honey will scarcely granulate at all and that it, when it solidifies early, it is mixed with honey from wildflowers. However, in view of the uniform granulation of samples, known purity tested by government, this statement is apparently generally not true. <laughs> However, um, my, my personal experience is that uh, if we have uh, a bunch of canola beside our alfalfa, we will have granulated honey almost every single time and really quickly. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll have to see what, what uh, further um, tests and stuff say. Um, so that is roundabout where it ends off. Um, our wonderful plant called Alf Alpha is such a great bee flower um, when you when you rate the uh, a flower or, or a bush or a tree um, as far as if if it is good for uh, um, encouraging people to to grow it encouraging people to feed the bees with it alfalfa is high up there on the list because it has a lot of flowers on it and the other thing is is that alfalfa um, is um, a smaller plant um, so a lot of times you can get a lot more plants in an area whereas if you have a bush or a tree you can't get as many bushes or trees in an area so it puts out a lot of different or a lot of flowers onto it and um it can be harvested and reflower harvested reflower four times in some seasons so um it, it's it's very prolific and, and very hardy. Um, I believe alfalfa, once it's seeded, lasts for around about four years. So it will come back the next year and it'll last around about four years before it, it uh, needs to be reseeded again. Um, alfalfa seeds, um, they are, are quite plentiful when they come off of the plant um, and uh, so each plant makes a lot of new alfalfa plants. Um, it is wonderful forage for um, all your animals. If you keep rabbits, rabbits just totally love this. Um, you have to mix your alfalfa with other grasses uh, with a lot of the animals because alfalfa is, is <laughs> well, it's, it's a little too much just to eat by itself a lot of times. So, and it, it keeps its uh, um, protein and minerals in it when it is dried. So you can, you can um, bale it and uh, be able to feed it to your animals later on. Um, this plant is an awesome, awesome plant. Um, if I had my, um, 
if I had my way, <laughs> I'd get a huge big chunk of land and I'd put bees right in the middle of it and I'd, I'd plant alfalfa and clover all the way through it. And, and that's all I would, I would sell from. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, beggars can't be choosers and uh, a lot of the land that I um, borrow from uh, farmers, a lot of it is wildflower um, and uh, uninterrupted soil. Uh, so the, the flowers that were there have been there for tons and tons of years. And so um, we get a lot of mixed flour into our honey. And, uh, but oh my gosh, the honey that, the quality of honey that comes off of alfalfa and clover is just the best. Um, it can bring in the highest amount of money because it is very tasty. Um, it is uh, beautiful in color. Even when it is solid, it's beautiful in color. Um, it's just a really good honey, alfalfa honey. Anyways, guys, um, we're going to keep this short so that uh, you guys can go and listen to some more of the uh, recordings. Um, I really appreciate you guys stopping by. Uh, I, have, uh, <laughs> I have a little bit more time that I'm going to be dealing with here in the next little bit. So hopefully we'll get you out a few more... Um, uh, podcasts and in, in the future here so that uh, you guys have some more stuff to listen to really appreciate you guys uh, uh, listening please make sure that you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this uh, make sure that you also um, give me if you can five stars it helps bring other people to uh, listen to the things that we're going to be that we are talking about and going to be talking about and also um, if you guys could um, and have questions why don't you guys drop me a line you can reach me at fatbeehoneyranch at gmail.com uh, really appreciate it a lot of times I will actually do a whole entire episode over certain questions make sure that you guys include your uh, area that you guys are coming from so that I can do some research on the on the answers that I give and also make sure that you guys uh, include um, a lot of detail because you know beekeeping is always local and so when I'm giving answers um, it's always great to know what's in your local area that could be influencing the uh, issue that you're having and uh, also it would be great to also know the time of year that you guys are are inquiring about so anyways really appreciate it guys and and we'll talk again <laughs>